The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it down. The Thursday night throwdown has begun. The countdown to kickoff continues. Teddy Covers will step up and in. I believe straight from the strip, the Westgate to be specific. Is it the Westgate? Is it the Superbook? Is it the LVH? Is it the Hilton? I don't know. I don't know. I know that Elvis played there once, and I know that I've spent a lot of time there uh, over the years. But honestly, right now, as a betting man, if you ask me, yeah, what's the name of the place? I'm going with Westgate. I'm going with Westgate. I, I guess it's the Superbook, but I'm going with Westgate. I'm rolling the dice with Westgate, and we'll find that out after. We'll find out. Teddy Covers. All right, I'm actually curious to see what they're going to uh, deal. And... You know, we've been talking about, well, hey, listen, they're releasing their props tonight in Las Vegas, but the props have already been released on FanDuel all week long. But the fact of the matter is, Jay Cornegay over at the Superbook, the dude is a legend, and uh, you know he's going to come up with some interesting angles. He knows that he's he knows that he's being watched. He knows uh, that other people have set numbers. And it gives them a little bit of a guideline, actually, right now. So I'm curious to see what they post, like some of the props, um, I don't know when the full drop is, actually. But normally, Teddy hangs out for the full hour, and we yell at each other. We insult each other and stuff like that. Um, but tonight, he's more like uh, he's a reporter on the scene uh, for us. He's more of a reporter on the scene. Like, uh, it's a big, big prop drop. Prop drop. All right, it's the prop drop. Teddy Covers, straight from the strip of Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Rich Hammond's going to join us from Los Angeles. Rich Hammond of The Athletic. Uh, big fan of Rich. And, you know, it's like Rich Hammond, Rich Hammond. I'm thinking, yeah, man, me and Rich have been talking for a long time, man. I remember he used to do a Kings podcast like a long time ago. Uh, now he's uh, big time, does a great job with The Athletic. So, yeah, Rich Hammond will step up and, and uh, kick it with us. Uh, we'll talk about the Super Bowl. He also does a Rams uh, podcast. Uh, so we'll talk about the Super Bowl. We'll talk a little NHL hockey uh, with uh, with Rich Hammond. Big card Julio. Well, the name speaks for itself. Julio Rosario on the radar, and um, it's the Olympics, so we'll see. I don't know, is Julio is Julio ready to go? I mean, Big Card Julio, sometimes this guy's got, like, he's got, uh, like, 72 picks sometimes and stuff, so I believe, like, everything's sort of going on right now. I've tapped out. I, I officially tapped out of the Olympics before they've started. I'm out. <laughs> uh, bad taste in my mouth after losing a couple hundred bucks betting on curling uh, yesterday. Nah, but we did end strong with the ice hockey last night. And the Olympics are off and running, I guess. Like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, you can't, you can't listen to NBC. Who knows when they, uh, they're, they're going to air the opening ceremony in two weeks, I think. 
right? Like, you know, what's live, what isn't, what time is it there? Not to mention, man, like uh, China, they're, they're hosting the Olympics, but they're also trying not to have like World War III breakout during the Olympics. So I saw the president uh, of China was meeting with Putin today, telling him to like to back off, right? Because, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, including the Lakers and the Clippers. 94-90 right now. The Lakers going on a little bit of a run here. And a lot of basketball left here as well. Clippers? Clippers are a, uh, they're a weird team, man. They're up, they're down in the same game. <laughs> That's what they do. The late night anger management class. This is Fortridge. I am Gable Marenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bustlers, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Countdown to Super Bowl 56 is on. We're breaking it down. The mightier 1090 ESPN radio. Teddy Covers going to step up and then straight from the strip of Las Vegas, Nevada. He's on the scene for us right now. It's a big uh, prop drop night tonight on the strip. Uh, the legendary Jay Cornegay releases his props. Listen, man, this is like a premiere. The premiere already happened on the East Coast, all right? FanDuel already dropped a bunch of props uh, for this game. But, but, Jay Cornegay's been around a long time. So, you know, Cornegay's going to step up, and uh, Cornegay's going to, you know, counterpunch, and I'm curious to see what he's come up with and see what the numbers are on the West Coast. Uh, we've got line movement. This football game, man, it's starting to uh, take some action right now. Uh, speaking of FanDuel, Cincinnati Bengals are now getting four again. It was four and a half, and, you know, I'm going to stop, like, giving advice and telling people what I think about which way this point spread's going to go because I don't know anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I got to four and a half, and I'm thinking, at first, I'm like, man, there's no way it's going to go to five. Then I'm like, yeah, I guess it's going to five. Everyone loves the Rams. And now it's like, uh, no, no, it's it's back down to four right now. I am convinced I am convinced that this total is going to go up, but it's still 48 and a half right now, and we're going to put it in tonight. We're going to put it in live on the show. We're jumping a shark live. All right, we're going to put it in live. We've already got a bunch of Super bets, uh, Bowl bets in, and we attacked this tonight. And if you tuned in earlier on Game Time Decisions, uh, weekdays at 6 o'clock, Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio and Television Networks, I was the only one hardcore enough to, I think, even knew that the Shrine Bowl was going on. And anybody that's been tuning into this show for 20 years now knows. And, well, you know what? I, there's a lot of people that don't know anything. But anybody that pays attention knows we are a football all-star game maven, all right? This is what we do. These stupid events that nobody wants to bet on. Oh, oh, oh I'm not, you know, I'm not betting on it. Oh, it's, it's this and that. Oh, it's an all-star game. It's a college football all-star game. Yeah, it's a college football game between a bunch of kids that are playing to try to get drafted in the National Football League. This isn't an all-star game with a bunch of slam dunks and high fives. They were trying to kill each other. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. All right, let's roll the Thursday night throwdown. This is Sports Rage. I am Marinci. We're kicking it. Teddy Covers will step up and in in a couple of moments' uh, time. He's on location on the strip of Las Vegas, Nevada. Countdown to Super Bowl 56 is on. This week has actually gone by pretty quickly with all the chaos um, that's going on in the sports world and the real world. Um, you know, here we are right now. I told you guys, boom. And then next week it gets real. And uh, next week we'll be on Meteor Row all week long. We've got a great, um, we've got a bunch of, you know, we've got a million guests going to be joining us, going to be off the hook on specifically on game time decisions. Man, we've got Ryan Leaf joining us on the set. Um, we've got uh, Pac-Man Jones joining us on the set. Um, we're gonna. We got Solomon Wilcox uh, joining us. We got uh, Dequell Jackson, Eric Metcalf. Um, yeah, we we can go on. It's gonna be. It's gonna be crazy. So yeah, next next week's gonna be crazy. We'll get a million different opinions on the game from uh, Super Bowl champions, guys that have been on these teams, and uh, and all that other cool stuff. Uh, we'll check in with a bunch of all of our regular guests and handicappers. Although I'm putting everybody on alert, like next week. My patience with everything, you know, is sort of thinner, uh, as is already, just in general. So, <laughs> you know, everyone's on alert. Like, this week, well, I haven't done this next week. Like, all guests will be warned before they come on the show. Unless you have, like, a bunch of stuff for us. We're not having you on. Like, you know, time is limited. I don't want to hear about, like, just this and that. And, you know, I don't want to hear a breakdown of both sides. I don't want to hear, like, you know, I don't want to hear the, the low-hanging fruit takes we just want straight for the jugular picks, all right? Give, give me something I can use. Give, give us something we can use. Give us something we can bet on. All right, give us, get, make us smarter or make us richer. So speaking of uh, Super Bowl 56, some fascinating numbers uh, when, you start to, uh, when you start to look at Joe Cool. And I get it, Joe Cool is Joe Namath, but if if Joe Burrow pulls this off, this guy is Joe Camel, he's Joe Cool, and uh, he's Joe whatever the hell you want to call him, all right? Because he's close to doing something that nobody's ever done before. Win the Heisman, win the national championship, win the Super Bowl. People have come close. Uh, people have come close. But as I always say, you know, whatever, close doesn't count. Close counts, uh, what they say it counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and uh, lap dancing. Uh, then, then it counts. The close, you know what I'm saying? Can Joe Burrow really pull this off? Like if, if you like, if you really put it in context, if he does, I'm just sort of thinking, all right, if he really wins this, like, like Joe Burrow's status, you know, his, his status just is, is legendary. You know, to do it this quickly, too. I mean, don't forget, the kid only played, what, he, he played in 10 games last year. He missed six games. So he's not, he's almost sort of a rookie, but he kind of isn't. Yet, it's easy to get enamored with the Bengals story. Yet, the fact of the matter is, the Rams are the better football team. Right? The Rams are the better football team. Right? Like, and if you look at the matchups and you break it down, the Rams have an advantage pretty much everywhere. They kind of do. Yet at the same point in time, so what? 
right? You know what I mean? So what? Like the, the Cincinnati Bengals have found a way to get here right now, and they've done a good job of finding a way to win football games despite some of their weaknesses, and it's hard to just write them off right now. All this to say, I think you know, this is going to be a great Super Bowl. It really is. Like, some Super Bowls are just sort of whatever. You've got to sort of, you know, fake getting into it or, you know, you just put a ton of money on it. But this legitimately, this legitimately is a great just football matchup. Just think about the wide receivers alone, guys. Just think about the wide receivers alone. I mean, between Cooper Cup... Uh, between Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, you're talking about the number one and number two guys, which uh, that's never happened in the Super Bowl with the number one, two, number one and number two guys in the playoffs and the regular season have played in the Super Bowl. You know, it's only the second time you've got number one draft picks playing against each other. You have the youngest coaches. Then you throw in Odell Beckham, T. Higgins. You know, people forget about T. Higgins. T. Higgins is an amazing football player. This guy's a champion. Right? And it even got buoyed after the fact, kind of a forgotten man as well. So this is something that's going to make some of you feel old. Some of you are like, whatever, I wasn't even born then. But this is, you know, this is, it's kind of crazy. This is the first time Los Angeles is hosting the Super Bowl in 29 years. And in that Super Bowl, and I remember this, unfortunately, pretty vividly. Pretty vividly, it was the Dallas Cowboys beat the Buffalo Bills 52-17. Now, that football game was remembered for a couple of uh, a couple of things. Number one, the Buffalo Bills losing for the third time in a row in the Super Bowl. That was after the Washington one. All right? So, they remembered it was like, oh, boy. That was like, that was the rough one. Right, you know, you lose to the Giants on a missed field goal. Washington one kind of got away from them, and then boom, they got absolutely smashed and murdered by the Dallas Cowboys. So that game was remembered for basically the Bills getting routed. Um, Leon Lett was uh, returning a, uh, a touchdown, and uh, Don Beebe, I believe it was, like ran down the field. And knocked it out of his hands, and people gave him the old, oh, what grit and effort. Even though they're getting killed, he still competed. Trust me, as a Buffalo Bill fan and as someone to bet on him that day, I didn't care. <laughs> I was like, whatever, bro. Yeah, be a hero now. Good for you. I actually looked at the opposite. I was like, I was like, yeah, whatever, man. You know, we're losing 52-17. Does it really matter? Like that you just hustled your ass off? Like I didn't want, you know, at that point, like I don't care. I am a hustle type of guy, but at that point, it's like, whatever, bro. This is humiliating, and it doesn't really matter, okay? So, but, yeah, you just became a folk hero, so good for you. But that game is most remembered. That's a, that was a Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson headlined the, uh, the halftime show, and it just blows my mind, man. 133.4 million people watched the halftime show. That's like unheard of now. Like, dude, it's like half of America at the time was watching Michael Jackson. And I tell you, that was, it was more entertaining than the football game was. That was like the, uh, the start of the over-the-top halftime shows. That was the one that sort of they were like, oh, oh, oh we should get to it. Look, look what happened here. Look, look, we got 133 million people watching. And then, and then now here we are. 
Here we are now. So as far as as far as the spread is concerned, you know, I'm glad that it's coming down a little bit and I you know, people that know me know I'm I don't hedge. You know what I mean? Even you know, we didn't we don't hedge in big circumstances. I'm not gonna say I've never done it in my life, but I generally listen, if you need the money, do it. Like I don't, I'm not judging people. I should clarify that. Like I'm not like, oh, I don't hedge, 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 hedge for wimps or something. No, no. If you if you need the money, and I don't, I don't say that like as a jerk, you need the money. But it's like, yeah, no, I need this money. I got to flip this over. I'm doing this. Fine. I totally get it. But I'm not. I don't like canceling out bets, right? I don't like like already having a bet and taking another bet and knowing that only one of them could lose, and I needed to you know do this or that, and like, I'm not a fan of that. But what I have done with this Super Bowl. And you need patience and a little bit of a bankroll, I guess, to do it. Something of which I've never had in my life. <laughs> I've had bankrolls, but they've lasted uh, brief. Uh, they've lasted very, very briefly. Um, and patience, no, never had it. But I'm basically stockpiling Super Bowl back end bets right now. And what I did uh, tonight, I played a 10 point teaser with the Shrine Bowl. I actually won both legs. Now I had the Bengals plus 14 and a half. Then I came back with the Arizona Wildcats on the money line. Money line parlay with the Rams. You see what I did? I got Rams money line, Bengals plus 14 and a half more on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winner. And I know the winner. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute. $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay out at me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Nat. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? Oh, yeah, the late night anger management class. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gable Redsky. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, with everybody else in between. We've got uh, Teddy Covers on the radar. Uh, he's at the West, Westgate right now. The props are uh, set to be uh, dropped. I'm curious to see what uh, what they do and what Cornegate uh, comes up with. We've got craziness going on in the late night hours here right now with the Clippers and the Lakers, as expected. I probably should have jumped in. On um, on the Lakers when they were getting some points in this game a couple of moments ago, but as I stated, I'm preoccupied with the Super Bowl. We did have a million bets tonight as well, but um, I am Gable Morancy, and as I stated earlier, I don't like hedging bets. I don't like you know I'm not a big middler and stuff. I don't like I don't want to like you know oh I needed to land on this and I needed to land on that. But when it comes to the Super Bowl here, trust me, I've learned my lesson going all in on one team. All right. 
you know, I've learned my lesson going all in on one team over the years. And I think, you know, listen, you know we're going to have a deep prop uh, portfolio uh, for this game. But coming into this, I don't think, like, listen, I don't think the Rams are going to – if the Rams win, I could say, I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams won by 10 points, right? But I don't think the Rams are going to smoke the Bengals. So getting – you know, I've got Cincinnati right now at plus 14 and a half. And if you tuned into the uh, if you tuned into game time decisions earlier, you know we talked about it. Uh, we said, listen, a ten point teaser. I can't believe they let us do it. Actually, like it's funny because a lot of people see me do these things and think, oh, this guy's crazy, or that's a crazy degenerate bet, or whatever. It's like, no, it's actually a super smart bet that I'm shocked they're letting me do it. I'm telling you what, if I, you know, I don't even want to say this out loud, but if I was running the book, I'd be like, I'm not letting this dude take 10 points in a college football all-star game in which they always go under and there's no points, add 10 points to it with the Super Bowl, right? But hey, I was like, all right, let's put 300 on and see what happens. Boom. So we got in and we, we, had, um, we had the West tonight in the Shrine game on the money line as we gave it to you last night. We gave it on the TV show tonight. So it was pretty nuts. They were smoking them, but they only ended up winning by one. So it was a good thing we money lined it because they were laying three. So uh, the East came back late. It was actually a crazy fun football game. And um, so we hit that. We hit the money line, that we, but we had the West plus seven, and we had under 55 in the game as well. So it was a nice night of uh, all-star football, as it always is, and it will be again with the Senior Bowl on, on Saturday. So we wanted to make a little money on the game tonight, so we did. We attacked. We put 200 on the game, and then we put 300. Oh, we've got a final score. Clippers win. 111-110. 111-110. Final score. Anthony Davis keeled over like it's a playoff loss. The agony of defeat. Meanwhile, Reggie Jackson right now is, um, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's, Re, Reggie Jackson's dancing. <laughs> right, I'll just say, not like they won the championship. I'm like, I don't know, he's like on America's Got Talent. Reggie Jackson just did some crazy-ass dance like in the floor, but hey, why not? Reggie, Reggie. Wow. Wow. And Anthony Davis, just for the record, Anthony Davis is so distraught because Reggie hit a shot. Davis took it down the floor, had the look, and the ball just wouldn't fall. The ball wouldn't drop. I swear to God right now, but you'd think it was a playoff series. They're all hugging each other, shaking hands. It's like, you'd think to play like that, someone just won a playoff series. Look at Reggie Bragging Jackson. Right, he's got like, he's like a wrestler. He's got like 18 Japanese photographers around him now. <laughs> it's like the old wrestling. Like, seriously. He's at the Grammys right now. It's like the old wrestling days. Like all the fake photographers like say, like Reggie Jackson, you'd think he's the MVP of the All-Star game right now, guys, if you see like the hype. Big win, Matthias. You like that? Giving it to Laker Nation like that? Yeah, you just step up. You're a Clipper fan. Pump up your chest a little here. Gabe, big win for the Clips. Big win for the Clips no matter what, man. You know, definitely undermanned. No Kawhi Leonard, no Paul George. And you know that the Laker fans in L.A. are all over Clipper fans every single day telling them, look at the banners, bro. Look at the banners, bro. Look at the banners. Let's just look at the record for the last, you know, for the last decade. It's been all Clippers 
and practically no Lakers. So that's 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 the real reasoning. I know that they got to win something. They got to win something. But you know what? The Clippers have dominated them in this whole decade, and the Lakers need to beat the Clippers more because it's starting to get repetitive. Yeah, yeah, okay, listen, we're, we're giving you, we're tipping your cap, we'll tip the cap to the Clippers for this win tonight, but I wouldn't be going back about wins and all that, especially considering, you know, like I said, <laughs> they just won a title, although people have forgotten about that title already, people have short, uh, people have short memories now with this stuff, it used to be you won a title and people would give you respect for like five years for it, <laughs> you know what I mean, seriously, you'd get respect for like, you know what I mean, five years, it's like, yeah, you won a title, and look at a great example, Doug Peterson. Great example is Doug Peterson, who um, just was hired in Jacksonville. And I, you know, whatever. I'm not. I'm not going to flip out about the hire or anything like that. Peterson was liked by a lot of people, and I don't know. There's like you know, there's a million sides to every uh, every story, right? There's there's a million there's a million sides to uh, to every every story. Like, did Peterson get, you know, like, I always thought Frank Reich was kind of the brains in Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl. And then when Frank Reich left, you notice Philadelphia weren't quite as good. But it doesn't mean that Peterson's not a good coach. But point is, look at, like, uh, Peterson. He won a Super Bowl in Philly, man. They ran his ass out of town, what, two years later? I'm a Toronto Raptor fan. I've shown impatience, like, you know, yeah, they won. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all like, it feels like it was recent. It's like, ah, that was 2019, wasn't it? Uh, so I've got a banner behind me, actually, and I see, yes, it was, 2019. So, it's like, yeah, all right. You know what I mean? Like, but, you know, I believe in that. Like, you know, it should be some goodwill. It should be some goodwill for, for some, you know, some years after you win, but not a lot of goodwill. Look at they want to throw Vogel, right? Remember all Vogel's on the hot seat? He just won a title two years ago. Right? Oh, no, no. Vogel's fault. Vogel's fault. And uh, Laker haters are... Uh, settle down, Martin. It's, the guy's in the Bay Area. You guys never stop, huh? <laughs> the guys just never stop. The Bay Area, the L.A. I'm going to give you guys credit, though. Like, the, the passion and the level of hate that the Bay Area fan has for all things L.A., is super consistent. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, look, man, I'm a diehard Michigan fan. Even I don't even care about Ohio State. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Like, I you know, I remember, man, I remember being at a Dodger-Giant game in, like, 1980, I don't know, in Fernando Valenzuela, like, in the second, you know, the second leg type thing. I was at the no-hitter, whatever, 1990, 91, whatever. In that era, I remember it was the Giants. I was like, man... I was like, man, these people just like, you know, they had to beat L.A. chat going and stuff. Somebody told me, he goes, people from San Francisco hate L.A. People from L.A. don't know where San Francisco is. <laughs> and, and I was like, man, I was like, well, that's why they, that's, that's why they hate you so much. Right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I, and Jimmy G's not playing anymore, right? It's no more Jimmy G. And we're banning the next person that talks about Jimmy G in this chat. <laughs> You guys, you guys killed me all year with your Jimmy G talk. You're done. He's done. All right. Well, let's see where Jimmy G pops up. It'll be an interesting. Uh, I don't know. You know what? Just the Pittsburgh. Jimmy G in Pittsburgh. 
I just said we're not talking about Jimmy G, and I just opened a Pandora's box. So I'm closing it. Next subject. <laughs> we're, we're, we're closing it. But uh, this all started because Matias starts bad-mouthing the Lakers because they won one damn game tonight. The Clippers won a game. All right, so speaking of uh, speaking of the NBA, uh, the, the reserves were named uh, tonight. And it's pretty cool, actually. Fred, so Fred Van Fleet of the Toronto Raptors, this guy's been balling, man, all right? Uh, the, you know, Fred, Fred Van Fleet has been absolutely balling. And the Raptors only have 500 fans at their games. I believe it's uh, it's it's changing, like, shortly. I don't know, whatever. I don't know what the hell's going on there, right? So, um, nevertheless, they had 500 fans. So, he did not know that he was named to the All-Star uh, team. And a fan told him, actually. The like the fans, that's what's cool if you're one of the five hundred fans, like you can say something to the players, they're totally gonna hear you. Man, I wanna go to one of those games when there's five hundred fans actually. I'd be like, yo, Trent, take another three. I need you to hit one more three. <laughs> I need... I've actually I got uh I've been I've been I've been um I've been asked by security to uh, to shut up and calm down uh, next to NBA benches before, <laughs> in which I'm not heckling them though. I'm not heckling. I once started uh, yelling at Jonas Valanciunas to play better defense, but like, I didn't call them names and stuff. But I was like, I was like, bro, man, come on, man. <laughs> I was like, and he looked at me, and someone told me they're like, listen, don't tell the players what to do. All right. I was like, yeah, all right, all right. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet $100. bucks. you want to pick a team? No, just take it. The late night anger match across this is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Uh, I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing the guy, uh, the Meyer guy, Timo Meyer, the guy in the San Jose Sharks. There's like uh, highlights going on. He scored a bunch of goals and stuff, and I'm just seeing people throwing hats on the ice, and that's why I don't understand that. I've never understood that. Like, hey, this dude that's making three, four million dollars a year just scored a goal. Let me throw the forty-eight dollar hat I just bought on the ice. <laughs> I guess, I don't know, did they give him the charity? Who wants to wear a used hat anyways? And I don't know. I think some arenas, maybe you can get your hat back, but I never understood the whole, let's throw my hat on the ice thing. Like, if somebody scores 50 points in an NBA game, are you throwing your hat on the, on the court and giving it away? No. Let's bring in Teddy Covers right now. Uh, on the scene, he's like a reporter. Uh, he's, uh, he's on the scene for uh, for himself, not just for us, but for himself. <laughs> uh, so, Teddy, Teddy Covers, the legend. Wait your talk. How you doing, Teddy? 
I'm doing great. But so what about the octopus? Do they still do that in Detroit where they were throwing the octopus on the ice? Those were like expensive. Yeah, you know, yeah. Nothing yeah. compared to a live octopus or, you know. I mean, it was, they used to throw a bunch of them. It was like a big thing. They would like sneak the octopuses in and throw them on the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. They stopped it. Like the, they were like, yeah, you can't be throwing. Like uh, everything's politically. You know what I mean with the, the current times. Plus, they're not good anymore. Like you, they need to win. <laughs> like, like if they win, and of course, Teddy, we know what they do in Buffalo, right? They throw dildos on the field. That's their tradition. <laughs> sure, sure, it's a little different. Yeah. yeah so, but, I mean, you know, hey, back in the day, Detroit was hockey town. You know, I mean. Yeah, no, good call though. Yeah, they used to throw the octopus, and I always thought about that, Teddy. Well, yeah, what do you? Do? How do you get that in, man? What are you putting it in your pants, bro? You know what I mean, Teddy? Like, because they didn't like it, right? They they didn't no, like no, it. No, they had to sneak them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you definitely like, what had do you to sneak them? So, yeah. And yeah. and and that's in the playoffs. So it's in the spring or the summer. So it's not like you have a big <laughs> like in the winter. You're it, 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 you have your It's not frozen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's bring yeah, a frozen. In, in the spring, there's only you know it's it's in the pants. That's the only realistic option. <laughs> What's in your pants, sir? Just an octopus. Yeah. Are you just happy to see me? Or are you just happy to see me? Yeah, uh, Teddy. All right, Teddy. So, uh, are you? Uh, I said earlier you could offer me ten thousand dollars, and I probably is it? Is it the Westgate? Is it the LVH? Is it the Hilton? Is it the <laughs> anymore? But I know it's a Superbook. But it, the place called the Westgate still, I believe, is that where you are? are you at the Superbook right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually just outside. I'm. I'm, I'm I, yeah. It'd be better to do it in my car. Uh, and we finished up in there, you know, so it's all good. Uh, but yeah, it's the Westgate Race and Sportsbook, the Westgate Superbook. Uh, just so, off the strip in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. So I'm more fascinated than the actual numbers. Yeah, I know the parking lot well where you are. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost feel it right now. I just actually, you brought me there. It was a Judge Joe Brown way. <laughs> Judge, I always thought it was Judge Joe Brown. They're like, no, it's another Joe Brown. I was like. Yeah, the other I, I, W. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah. in Vegas, is Joe Brown. I'm like, what, is that the judge? He's got a street named after him. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, it's a local, another, another guy. Uh, but I was more, I almost looking at like the, 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 like the conversations that you had with people there, right? Just to get the feel of the book and people were out there. So what was the turnout? Number one, what was the turnout like? So I got to tell you, man, I'm disappointed. Disappointed is not the right word. But if ever there was a night that showed how far Vegas is behind the rest of the world in props, maybe tonight was that night. Because there was a, you know, the, there was a little line. There were, you know, a couple of dozen guys. It was, you know, I, I, I've seen the line out the door. I've seen hundreds of people yeah, yeah. in here, and, and it wasn't that tonight. Uh, and that's because other books came out with numbers earlier. Yeah, so. And the guys who I was talking to, most of what they were betting were scalps. You know, the Westgate opens this, someone else opened it at a different number, boom. Uh, they were just there to bet something that they already bet. And if it was there for them, they, if, if it was, if they would bet it, if not, no. Hey, they're like shrewd sharks. <laughs> Let me give you an example, okay? Uh, so, the total number of Bengals with a rush attempt. All right? The right number is four, all right? Everyone's betting under four because there's no way there's going to be five. Right? The under four, heavy juice on the under. But Westgate opened three and a half. Wow. Now yeah. there's heavy juice on the over at the Westgate. So over three and a half angles with a rush attempt because the right number is four. Four is going to push. 
and they're not going to take any money on the over four, and they're not going to take any under money on the three and a half, and that half a rusher is worth what, $3, $4? You know, uh, so, you know, it's like, it's like all you can eat at over three and a half even at minus one, you know, minus one sixty, minus one eighty, they'll take it at two dollars, uh, and and they're and they're betting the, the same prop with the under four and laying juice there because it can only land for you. It's likely to land for. I should say it can only land for, but it's likely to land for. So let me ask you: Do you have you have? I'm assuming you got the sheet. Do you have a sheet in your hand here, like Super Bowl no, MVP? I do not. Oh no, not no, okay. Have, yeah, there's no there's no sheets. I actually have a I, oh I have a oh yeah. But God, the first night, this. there's no sheet. So, yeah, exactly. It's like menus tomorrow. now, huh? Tomorrow. I hate that. I go to a restaurant. I'm like, you have a menu? They're like, scan it. I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know what it means. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm an old guy, yeah. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, exactly. But uh, uh, so I, I, I know I snapped a picture of the MVP, but I, I'm not going to take the phone away from my ear to look for it. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Uh. So what was the... Because the number, dude, at FanDuel was four and a half, and it's four again right now. It was four, and it was four and a half, and it's four again right now. And I quote you, and I, 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 I'm, I'll admit more than you even, like, I don't, I've given up on guessing where these lines go now. The market's too all over the place. It's spread out. I don't know if there's head fakes, what the hell's going on. I'm waiting for the total to bounce back up uh, right now. I don't think it's going to stay at 48 and a half. So, what do you think? What was the number there? Is it four, four and a half? What's, or, you know, what's the feeling on the West Coast? And I wanted to ask you, from people you respect or the buzz that you got from just being around and talking to people, are they liking the Rams or the Bengals? What's like, is there, is there like a prevailing sort of thought that, hey, yeah, yeah, they're wrong or they're, they're right? What, what was the thought process there? So, let's talk about this for a minute because it's definitely worth uh, a moment or two of discussion. Um, the right now, you can find a four for L.A. You can find a four and a half with Cincinnati. It, nobody that I talk to expects it to go under four, and nobody expects it to. They're like, it could go to five, but I don't think it's going to get there. Yeah. People, there is something of a sharp square divide on this game. The pros do like L.A.'s statistical profile, and they like the matchup. Uh, of the Rams' defensive line against the Bengals' offensive line. The Joes have seen Cincinnati cash, you know, uh, three straight tickets here in the postseason the last two with underdogs. The Joes like and Joe. <laughs> the Joes like a guy like Joe. <laughs> and uh, and they so, uh, and of course, they watched the Rams not cover against San Fran last time out. So there's a thought process that the line's going to go up when the wise guys are betting, and then it's going to come right back down. Uh, on game day or on the weekend prior to the game uh, when they're expecting a little bit more Cincinnati money. From a total standpoint, you nailed it. All the early money, all the sharp money came in on the under. Once the recreational bettors bet this on the weekend of the game, they expect the number to move right back up. So all the line movement we've seen so far one way with a little bit of Rams money and a little bit of under money may well go back the other way before kickoff. So you, yeah, you agree with my take. So if you like this over forty-eight and a half now, don't screw around and wait, right? It's not going to forty-eight, it right? right? Yeah. So you better, better, I, better I, now. I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah, if you like the over, bet it now. If you like the under, there's no urgency. If you like the Bengals, I'd find a four and a half now. Uh, if you like uh, the Rams, you know, again, you find a four now. I, I don't know you're going to find anything better than that. And when I say there's a sharp square divide for the game, it really does look like the pros like the. Uh, 
the the Rams side of this, and I can go through 15 other Super Bowls where the pros like the wrong side, like this one. <laughs> I know. It's right. It is true, though. When you get into those stats, though, like uh, yards per play, Rams are second in the league, Bengals are eighth in the league. Uh, sure. Opponents' yards per play. Uh, Rams rank 6, 5.2. Bengals rank 23rd, right? Like, it's from a stat line sheet stuff. I, uh, yep. I I totally get that. I totally get that. But as you know, the game isn't played with the stats. How do you feel about Stafford right now? Are you a converter? Or, like, are you converted? Or is it like, well, he's got one more. I'm almost like, well, you know, <laughs> you got one more, bro. Uh <laughs> I'm not going to say he single-handedly did everything that he could to lose the game, but... Uh, oh, remember when he fumbled even late? I was like, bro, like the ball bounced up to him. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, he really tried to lose that game. And remember, Stafford <laughs> threw the game-losing interception to Tart last week, and Tart dropped it. That was a game-loser. Game over. San Fran, it would have been a pick six, I believe it was. And your boy dropped it. So... Um, there's no question in my mind who the better quarterback is, and it's not on the uh, not the team who's favored. Are you, how do you feel about um, Matt Stafford throwing an interception? We talked about this prop with Paul Povey. It's minus one forty-eight. Like that's you got to let the juice that he actually is. The expectation is Matt Stafford will throw an interception in this game. Sure, and I'm I, this much I'm confident of. Okay, I don't think either coach wants to throw the football as much as they have in the postseason. Both teams, yeah, they're going yeah. in with a game plan. They want to run the football. And if the Rams get off to a lead, this could be like a Jimmy G type of game or a Mac Jones type of game where the quarterback only throws five times. You know? Um, I, I don't know that I love Stafford throwing a pick. Um, not at minus 148. Was there a prop? You talked about the uh, the – over under of Bengal players that would have a rushing attempt, but was there another prop that caught your eyes? But you know, you're like, you know what? I'm liking in this or a Super Bowl prop that you usually bet on a yearly basis. Sure, we're going to bet. Uh, we, we got a bunch of stuff for kickoff. How much time do I got? You got time. You got time. But no, we All still right, got time. Yeah, bring it on. Kickoff. Say right. what do you got? All right. All right. Good. Okay. So opening kickoff, not to be a touchback. We Ooh. like that. That's actually okay. Asked what eight. 18 of the last 20. That's been really good. And then you have to be returned. Maybe if he kicks it out of bounds, as we see guys have been doing sometimes. That's not a that's not a return. So there's a different options for it. I like it. All right. So opening kickoff, you say it won't be a touchback. Correct. Does it matter which kick? So you're not worried about which kicker it does? No. All right. I'm not. I'm not in the slightest. McPherson and Gabe both combined. They're both in the, the low 60s in terms of touchback rate. But for whatever reason, the opening kick, the returners juice, they tend to run that ball out of the end zone. Yeah, yeah. They're in the Super Bowl. They're taking their shot, Teddy. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, the game's supposed to have – it's lined at having 11 kickoffs, okay? Even though I like the opening kick return or the opening not to be a touchback, I also like the under five-and-a-half kick returns, kickoff returns. 11 kickoffs, five-and-a-half kick returns. And that's because after the opening tip, we expect a whole lot of touchbacks because both of these kickers have huge legs and do touchbacks, uh, you know, uh, again, they, they combine 62% of the time. That's not priced into the number. So opening kickoff not to be a touchback uh, under five-and-a-half kickoff returns, 
even though those two bets actually go against one another. What do you, I like where you're coming with, man. Teddy, this is, this is what I'm talking about. I said earlier, I said, I, I guess better bring some real info next week with Super Bowl stuff. Otherwise, they're not getting on. <laughs> you're bringing this, Teddy. A, a, this is A-level stuff. Love it. <laughs> you're talking about, like, over under five and a half, like, touchbacks and, like, you know, the first one, yes and no. Um, all right, Teddy, now the music is playing. Teddy covers wager talk. Great stuff, Teddy. Thank you for checking in with us. So we'll, we'll speak one more time next week, right before the game, and we'll we'll go down to final picks and props. But thank you for stepping up and joining us from uh, from the book, man. Hey, pleasure's all mine, man. Look forward to next week. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, heads up, everybody. Heads up. Charles Oakley is on the warpath. Charles Oakley's got a new book, The Last Enforcer. (laughs) And as expected, uh, Charles Oakley does not hold back. Uh, Charles Oakley's uh, target, Charles Barkley of all people. Charles Barkley. As uh, he he writes, uh, he's not close with Michael Jordan no more. Um, I should note he's got a book out and he did an interview with um, he did an interview with GQ magazine and it's about you know it's about the book and what he talks about he talks about Charles Barkley he's not close with Michael no more I don't know who he's really on good terms with now Charles Oakley says about uh, Charles Barkley uh, so I know he wants to come to the cookout and play 18 holes with us but we're not inviting him no more he's out. You act up, you go stand in the corner with one leg in the air. That's Charles. He's in the corner of the playground by himself. You can see him because he's kind of big. Oakley also said that he never punched Barkley at a late 1990s Players Association meeting, contrary to popular belief. I did, however, slap the crap out of him. Uh, Oakley said when it comes to fighting, someone starts it, I end it. (laughs) The former forward who played with the Bulls, Raptors, Wizards, and Rockets was known for his aggressive play. In the interview with GQ, Oakley said he had uh, no issue, though, with Charles Barkley. He probably got an issue with me. Why Oak always got to talk about me? Same way you talk about all these young kids now trying to make a living for themselves. You criticize them every night. Why can't somebody criticize you? You were an ass when you played. Great talent. But ask anybody he played with. He was an ass to play with. It was never about teamwork. It was always about him. So, hey, it is what it is. I once saw Charles Oakley in, in a bar, man. He was dressed like a pimp. He had a cane and like a fur coat on. I ran to the other side of the room, man. That guy's scary. 